Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Welcome to this week's Man of the Post Extra Time. I'm your host, Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got, straight from the mill, I've got Nathan. How are you? How are we doing? Good lad. I've got Jared. How are you? Yeah, it's nice to be back. Long time no speaky? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I've got uh, Jesse. For now you do. We'll see what Ryan says. Well, I was going to say, we haven't got Housewives' favourite Andy here. We've got Schoolgirls' favourite Ryan Goodman. That's... <laughs> I don't think that's a statement. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure about that one. I'm not sure about that. But Ryan, you, you edit that out in post. Yeah. <laughs> it was just here, everyone's favourite. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Right, so we're going to talk about uh, relegation in the Premier League this week. We're going to talk about Champions League semi-finals that have come and gone, Premier League games coming as well, bits and bobs of news, uh, and we will take it from there. So, we're recording this on Friday night. Um, Monday seems an awful long time ago, particularly as it's a bank holiday. Uh, so, um, we had in the Premier League, we had Fulham 5, Leicester 3, Brighton 1, Everton 5, uh, Forest 4, Southampton 3. Um, I don't, I've seen the highlights in these games, but... You know, it was so long ago, and there were so many goals. I can't remember a thing about any of them. Does any anything stick out for anybody here? Really bad defending in the Leicester and Fulham game. Was there? I just like I've just had a quick look at the highlights, and just like, did anyone want to defend that night, or have all the defenders gone on holiday and just gone sod it? We're we're all right. We'll just leave it at that. I find it weird because Leicester have been, uh, was it five points in three games under Dean Smith? That's not terrible, is it? And then to all of a sudden chuck this performance in. Yeah, I think, to, I mean, to be fair, I'll, give, I'll, I'll let them off a little bit because Craven Cottage has been quite a tough place to go this season. But, um, yeah, some of the defending was, was bad. And um, I thought Leno was a bit disappointing as well for Fulham. Yeah. Which, to be fair, which made for a brilliant game for all the neutrals. Did you watch it then? Did you? Or you only just saw the highlights, didn't you? Just saw the highlights. It looked absolutely fantastic for for a neutral. Just absolutely no defending. What more do you want? Yeah, no, definitely, guys. Anyone else see any of this or remember any of this stuff? I watched the Forest Southampton game. Okay, and that was that was very good. It was very entertaining. To be fair. And some of the the goals from Forest were really good. I don't know if you saw the. I kept seeing it all over my timeline the next day. It was. Um, I can't even remember the last name. Oh, Morgan gives like white. That. His little touch. But the little touch. The little yeah. The little like back heel flick thing. That was very very nice. That so, was lovely, uh, wasn't it? Yeah, that was. Apart from that, I, that was the only game I watched that day. To be fair. Yeah. No. Fair enough. Okay. So. Uh, oh. Um. Jared, when did the championship end? Was that on Monday? Um. Uh, yeah, it was Monday night. Do you want to have a little talk about Coventry? Yeah, I mean, it's just um, 
it was it was a crazy game because it's one of those where you're checking all the other scores and trying to you're i was watching the coventry game and then you're checking all the other scores and they're coming up i mean the mill one which we were relying on um to get playoffs mm. was was just going back and forth so mill went i think they went two two, uh, two three one up i think it mm. was. that's right and i thought I thought at that point, oh, well, Millwall were just going to steamroll. We're going to have to get get a point, which we did at the end of the day against Middlesbrough. Yeah. But then Blackburn turned turned that game around, so it ended up being quite comfortable towards the end once we found out that score had finished and got, getting up, getting another chance at going back to, to the Premier League when we were in League Two about six years ago. is just crazy. I was going to say, you were still swimming around inside your dad, weren't you, when Coventry were in the Premier League? <laughs> Yeah. I don't think that's how yeah. cookies are made. I don't think that's how cookies are made. I don't think that's how cookies are made. I don't think that's how cookies are made. I don't um, yeah, so I mean, the you three guys, does either of you three remember Coventry in the Premier League? Uh, I remember um, Darren Huckabee and the Stripes. They had like a Stripes home kit, didn't they, at one point? Yes, good. I was hanging my hat on you remembering, Nathan, of all of them. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, they were uh, they were decent. Like, obviously, they were never challenging for the title, but they, they had some decent players. Yeah. Um, was it uh, Chippo? Yusuf Shippo, yeah. Well. And Mustafa Hadji, yeah. yeah. Last player, yeah. Exactly. Um, so well, yeah, they do, yeah. They, they, were, they were a good outfit. They were pretty decent. So you've got Middlesbrough, you were saying, pre-record in the playoffs. Yeah, so we got them at home and then away. But that was the last game of the season, which we got a draw. We should have beaten them. So it's it's, it's looking good for the, for the playoffs. But we've never won at Middlesbrough's ground. So if we don't get a good result at home, it's going to be a tough away trip so is the well god you're not the Requay anymore are you what are you now cbs arena cbs arena rolls off the top yeah. is it some sort of um sky blue fortress is it this season yeah i mean it's going to be max capacity and we haven't had that for years so i think we're going to get thirty-two thousand there which is just crazy amount so hopefully that we've been doing quite well at home this season and especially with the fans there Hopefully it could um, get us a decent result to take to Middlesbrough. Cool, excellent. Right, okay. Uh, so back to the Premier League. I'm going to read out the bottom five. So I'm going to read fifth bottom heading down towards the bottom. So fifth bottom is Forest on 33 points, uh, minus 31 goal difference. Everton, 32 points, minus 21 goal difference. Uh, Leicester, 30 points, minus 15. Leeds, 30 points, minus 25. Southampton, 24, minus 33. All have played 35 games. So remaining games are... Um, I'm just going to read out lots of teams here, so just try and keep up. Uh, so, Forest this weekend, I've got Chelsea away, then they're home to Arsenal, away to Palace. Uh, Everton are home to Manchester City, then away to Wolves, and home to Bournemouth. Uh, Leicester are home to Liverpool, away to Newcastle, home to West Ham. Leeds are home to Newcastle, away to West Ham, home to Spurs. Uh, and finally, Southampton, they're at home to Fulham, away to Brighton, at home to Liverpool. So, should we talk about those upcoming fixtures for this weekend for those teams then so if we go first of all Chelsea Forest um, 
Three o'clock, the Michael Mancy and Derby Ryan. Um, ben Chilwell is out. Sergio Riet and Emmanuel Dennis are doubts. Um, Chelsea beat Bournemouth last time out, ending a run of, I think, six straight losses. Uh, both teams have scored 34 league goals. Um, that's quite a depressing stat, I imagine, Ryan, if you've scored the same number of goals as Nottingham Forest and you're Chelsea. Um, and Forest have won two out of three after going winless in 11, but they've only got six out of 51 points away. So, I mean, this is as close as you can, Ryan, to saying nothing can go wrong now, surely. <laughs> you say that, but I was uh, I work with a couple of Forest fans, so we've been talking about the game a lot this week, and I sort of was trying to make a bet with one of them and said, you know, what what will you give me, you know, it, that he wanted the draw and the win um, for his odds type thing. He was like, oh, we'll probably be 14 to 1 to win. It's bad. This is how bad things have become. Forest are 5 to 1 to beat Chelsea at Stamford Bridge. <laughs> um, I don't think you've been on this podcast uh, since the appointment of Super Frankie Lampard. So do you want to lie down in a chair and we'll be your Sigmund Freud as you talk through your um, Lampard Oedipus complex? I've been on a bit of an, you know, an emotional roller coaster. You I have. started off really happy, and then got really depressed really quickly. Um, you know, it, it's not been good because uh, he can't manage. He, he doesn't really understand how to, to manage or coach a team. So it is. It has been tough watching. Um, it, I guess it hasn't been as in theory toxic as it was under Potter. So I guess that's the only the, the only bright light. Um, I guess the, the main thing is that his name isn't being linked to a, a full-time position next season. So, so, so when they announced yeah. it, when they announced it, and you saw sort of breaking news, Frank Lampard appointed um, Chelsea manager. Were you there with your plastic flag waving? <laughs> well, it, it been it came out the blue as a rumor like a day before because he was at I think I can't remember what game it was, but he was at the bridge the night before. That's right, yeah. And um, you know, and everyone just laughed it off or sort of said. Ah, uh, you know, you never know. Maybe he's um, maybe he's actually there, or maybe, like maybe he's there to negotiate a deal, just taking the piss. Um, and then yeah, it sort of just happened. So it was very strange. Um, I, I was excited mainly because things had gotten so bad under Potter, and then Bruno, whatever his name is, came in and did the exact same things as Potter. Said they had like their sailor dine Bart moment of, let's say after every game, the boys gave everything. Mm. Um, when in reality none of them did so it was just a case of getting rid of them and starting again almost but with that view of it needed to be a proper manager in the summer so i was i was fairly happy but it, the performances and the results obviously weren't fantastic or the performances were quite poor as well so it, it turned pretty quickly for me but we're mathematically safe that's all I at what about, point did you, know? you what point did you grab the handle of the flag and snap it over your knee in anger how soon probably after the I think the Real Madrid games are always going to be difficult. I don't know what people were expecting to happen mm. um, with those. I think it was more just some of the performances. I can't even remember this, the run of games we had now. It's just oh, I got so depressed watching them. And the thing is, I'd sit and watch them all. Like you know, the full. I, I got to the point where I stopped watching it, say eighty minutes, because I tried my best <laughs> to watch it to the end. Um, even though I had much better things to do, I'm sure. Um, Probably, probably after the between the two Real Madrid games, because at least the first one you could see there was a little bit of something there, and then the league performances just dropped off a cliff. So yeah, uh, it just wasn't there. I think actually it was the moment where I saw a TikTok that was uh, Chelsea's best goals in April, and it was the same Conor Gallagher get goal played 
five <laughs> times but with different captions that was the thing that t- tipped me over the edge to <laughs> so tomorrow or oh, this weekend how are you going to get on uh, Forest I guess they've got a lot to play for when whereas we, we don't yeah um, I expect there to be a little bit of rotation in youth in there which is always a little bit of a, a concern once he dropped a few of the key I guess the older players um, you know Madawike was, was really really good against uh, Bournemouth so I'd like to think that if he's playing the youth players, we should have a better chance because I guess they'll actually play with a bit of passion and intensity. But I feel like I'm going to be tweeting something about charity FC tomorrow because we are very good at giving points away to people that need it or you haven't scored all season. <laughs> you know, so you know, Forrest can rock up and score a goal against us. Fair enough. Jesse, um, make him feel better. No! To go on, t- tickle his tummy and like you would do your dog and sort of make him feel happier. My dog has never made fun of Uruguayans unnecessarily and rudely. As far as you're aware. I know this about my dog. He might do I it in... I do not know this about Ryan George Goodman. <laughs> he might do it in doggy language. <laughs> the, your, you dog, your dog, not Ryan. Right, okay. Yeah. Nope. Nope, Ryan, you know what? Fine. You'll be fine. All right, Jared and Nathan, you're gonna you're gonna rub Ryan's belly from blow raspberries on his belly button. I'd almost like to make him feel worse. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> 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 um, I, uh, I, it's tough because, like, like you said, Chelsea haven't really got much to play for. No. Forest have got obviously survival on their mind. Um, but then again, I can't see Forrest getting a win because they're the away team. So I am going to sit right on the fence and say it will be a draw. All right, Nathan. Uh, Jared, sorry. Um, I think now Chelsea have got their, their first win, I think they, they, they'll be able to get a second one to hopefully take the momentum into it. All right. Well, we'll stay with you then because Everton versus Manchester City, 2 o'clock on Sunday, the Andy Hinchcliffe derby. Um Manchester City need nine points from four games to become champions. Uh, Everton, this is quite worrying, I guess, if you're an Everton fan. Scored sixteen of all their sixteen percent of all their Premier League goals this season against Brighton on Monday, and they've only got fifteen goals at home all season. Um, I guess the only shining light for uh, Everton would be with the Real Madrid game coming up at the weekend. Do Man City rotate, Jared? Do you think? I think they will rotate, but. I still think a Man City B team would be able to defeat Everton considering I mean they did score five in the last game yeah two came from Decore and three from um, I think it was three from what's that sentiment's name it's, it's gone from me Anana Mo- oh is it did McNeil was it McNeil oh, yeah McNeil, McNeil sorry yeah, yeah. so Although you've got five, they haven't really been shared out, and the career you can't see scoring every game. And it's good and McNeil's there, but it's just against this Man City team, it's they're just relentless, aren't they? Yeah. Rest of you, what do you think to Everton Man City? Ugh. Ugh. At least Adam isn't on here to hear us shit on Everton. I mean, <laughs> they played well against Brighton, but mm. but yeah. But it was just Brighton who were on El Bicho. Is that what you're thinking? And... How did 
didn't you know that's how I was going to phrase it? Well, exactly. That's because I'm a native speaker like you. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, if they were playing Chelsea, maybe they'd have a shot. But not Man City. <laughs> they did there. You know your team's coming up, Jesse, right? Oh, I know, but I don't give a shit about my team. We suck. Okay. Oh, sorry. You know your other your your boys are coming up, right? I have to go, you guys. They're coming up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Ryan and Nathan, what do you reckon to this one? Man City win, right? Yeah. I mean, let, let's let's consider what a Man City B team actually looks like. It's like Alvarez and people, isn't it? So you still got a World Cup yeah. winner there. Oh, that, that, that Alvarez, he's terrible. He's <laughs> it's not it's not a bad side, is it? Yeah, no, I guess. <laughs> um, okay, so also down the bottom of the table this weekend, Monday, it's Leicester versus Liverpool in the Peggy Arpex said Derby at eight o'clock. Um, Leicester, uh, sorry, Liverpool won their last five. Leicester have won one out of five. Like I said, they got those five points under um, Dean Smith, Nathan, but they sort of lost their way at the um, on Monday. Liverpool, I kind of think they've been okay without being spectacular in winning most of those games. Would that sound fair? Yeah, I think that's a that's a fair assessment. They're not the rampaging Liverpool from you know a couple of seasons ago, but you know they've. they've got it back on track I would say like you said without being spectacular they've just kind of it's almost as if the spotlights come off them and they've just got their heads down and, and cracked on and said right let's just get what we can out of this season and get it over and done with and very workmanlike professional job that they've done so far yeah what about the rest I, of you guys I, I think that'll, that'll con- yeah I, th- I think that'll that'll continue against Leicester Leicester would like I said some of the Leicester defending was absolutely atrocious um uh, so I can't, I can't see anything other than a Liverpool win. I, I'm thinking back to the highlights now, and I seem to remember lots of space of green grass and Leicester players shaking their heads as all these white shirts run off into the corner celebrating. Yeah, there was there was so much room for the Fulham players. They they pretty much had the pitch to themselves at points. It was it was it was very poor, very poor. I mean, you'd like to think that Leicester won't put in another performance like that, but. Hmm. They probably well, they've will. been doing it for, for too long, haven't they? <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. Uh, Jesse, Ryan and um, Jared, what do you reckon to uh, City versus um, Liverpool? Did you say City, Liverpool? Yes. Oh, sorry, Leicester, well, Leicester City, Liverpool. Uh, Force of uh, habit, sorry. I didn't mean to be the person who brought... Um, well, I'm going to let Ryan go first and then I'm going to see how I can respond to that. Are you just going to say the exact opposite? Potentially. <laughs> you, never know, you never know what I might say. <laughs> it's I feel Liverpool, like Ryan, it's Liverpool. I feel like I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to turn over a new leaf, Jesse. I'm going to I'm going to be nice, okay? Oh, Darwin Ready? Nunes. How do you think Darwin Nunes is going to get on? Leaf it. In particular, Darwin Nunes. Oh, all I want you to talk about, uh, Ryan, is uh, Darwin Nunes. Don't talk about the teams. Just him. He has a, a good a good haircut. Um, <laughs> Very handsome. I, I would okay. Yeah, uh, I'm being nice. Uh, yeah, he, he, he's he's a he's a good good guy. Uh, you know what? He, yeah. he is a good. Uh, he good. He's good at running, um, behind the the line and um. Which line? Uh, you know, he, he'll probably he'll probably the, the defensive line. Okay, uh, not like the touch line or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's just good at running. Uh, <laughs> you know, no, you know, I think Nunes will score actually because I think you know based on the space that's going to be left for him. And people like Salah, 
and Gakpo. I think it'll be. I think it'll be an easy, an easy win for Liverpool. You, there you, go, Jesse. you absolute chicken. <laughs> Did it. Do you know, Jesse? Just to I say, know. Ryan's got his video on Jesse, and I can see him with his fingers crossed the whole time, laughing, and laughing not. silently. He absolutely does not. <laughs> um, Chris. Mm-hmm. Is this like a a derby of one for you? Could be. Where do your loyalties lie? Well, my, my loyalties lie with Liverpool, if only for the fact that across the road lives my Leicester City-supporting father-in-law, who, <coughs> seeing him miserable, would make me very happy on a, come 10 o'clock on Saturday, uh, Monday night. Okay, does Charlotte know that? She does, she does. <laughs> well, you know my um, you know my daughter, as soon as the game starts, she gives Darwin Nunes 10 out of 10 on the, um, on the BBC oh, no, website. She used to come stay with me and, like, start an actual fan club together she does and by all means take uh, the other members of my household with you <laughs> i think you're gonna be fine i think this is the one time when you should when you should say it no i've said it before <laughs> I'm not saying it it again. How, how, did it, how did it go it worked out all right actually it's before the oh, merseyside yeah. derby and I'm... Oh, that's right, then. <laughs> right then. yeah this is like a low stakes one yeah jared how do you reckon it's gonna go uh, I think I think it'll be quite a high-scoring game, but I think Liverpool will win. Yeah. Okay. Um, so staying down the bottom, the early kickoff at the weekend on Saturday, it's twelve thirty. It is um, Leeds versus Newcastle in the Lee Bowyer Derby. Callum Wilson's got eight goals since the start of April. Uh, Newcastle have won four out of five away, but only one clean sheet in fourteen games um, since the start of April. Leeds have only got four out of twenty-four points. Although, Big Sam against one of his former clubs, I reckon he'll be absolutely bristling for revenge here. Uh, so we can talk about this game, or we can talk about Jason Tindall, who seems to be the unexpected star of Twitter this week, if anyone's seen any of that. Yeah, what's yeah, been going on, Will? <laughs> what is, I just, I, you know, you're just coming through, you see Jason Tindall's face a lot, and you're like, what has happened? I think... Um, uh, what that is, is that someone started a Jason Tindall account where pretty much it's Jason Tindall's taking centre stage above Eddie Howe. So it's like Eddie Howe in the background reaching towards the opposition manager to shake his hand, but Jason Tindall's already got there first. Things like that. Uh, Eddie Howe was even asked about it today at the um, the pre-weekend press conferences. <laughs> uh, he said, Jason Tindall's a very handsome man, I think is what he said. I don't know if he is or not. Jesse, is he a handsome man? I need to look it up. Somebody quick, drop it in the chat. Well, why you look it up or you Google it? Uh, guys, is Big Sam going to get his revenge? First game at home for Leeds? No. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Leeds is so bad. Leeds is so bad. Do they really deserve it having hired Sam Allardyce? No. This is this is all. Uh, I'm sure Ross will say it. We would agree. This is all revenge for sacking Bielsa. I know. It's just they can have him back. Take him back. I don't want him. Oh, as Uruguay manager. Yeah. Why not? Because I don't like having an Uruguayan manager, and I don't like having a manager who has a persona that's bigger than my team. Oh, um. <laughs> Listeners, we just popped. We've just popped a picture of Jason Tindall in the chat, listeners. So Jesse's going to give her impression now. <laughs> 
he's not unhandsome. He's perfectly um, human man-like. I think he's got that air of he thinks he's Giroud. Like that. <laughs> oh, that he's makes... got that. He's got that. You know that sort of same hairstyle, the same yeah. sort of beard a little bit. I think he, he's trying to be. He is trying to be Oliver Giroud. That one. Yeah. Sorry. I now I'm looking at him closer and I'm gonna go no. He's like too red, too tanned, and definitely thinks he's handsome. How many times a day do we think Jason Tindall showers? Maybe that's why his skin is not, it's like too much, too harsh. You think? Yeah, he needs to be like, not so into himself. Sorry, if he's a lovely person, I take that back. But no, not doing it for me. Okay, fair enough. Uh, and then, you what else? Am I wrong? Sorry? Do you guys think he's handsome? Well, Eddie I'm a... does. Yeah, Eddie Howard does. <laughs> I'm a bloke and I don't find any other men attractive. Oh, I'm so sorry. I forgot about toxicity <laughs> and internalized homophobia. I didn't mean that. I meant, do you, um, would you fuck him in a bar? Me? Yeah, why not? I'm sorry. I didn't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> Ryan, Jared, Nathan, do you want to answer that one as well? I mean, I probably won't go that far, but he's, he's a good looking chap, I reckon. This all sounds a bit Dr. Sleuth, you know. Doctor Doctor Seuss, not in a bar, not in a car. <laughs> I would not. I would not fuck Jason Tindall very far. I wouldn't fuck him in a car. I wouldn't fuck him in the train. I wouldn't fuck him in the rain. <laughs> exactly. Uh, right, and finally, um, for this sort of down the bottom bit, we've got Southampton versus Fulham. Where's that on my notes? Three o'clock in the Chris Baird derby. Um, Southampton could be relegated if results don't go their way, um, including the fact if they don't win themselves. Um, Mitrovic could be back. Uh, they uh, Southampton. They've lost ten. Uh, also, their last ten in the Premier League. They've drawn three, lost seven. They've lost twenty-three games all season and just ten points in seventeen games at home. It's been miserable, hasn't it, Jared, to be a Southampton fan? Yeah, they're just. I mean, they're just very, very bad. <laughs> I just, I, I can't really see them doing much against Fulham. Fulham are just. A very strong side and although Southampton have a lot to play for they're just I think they sort of realised at this point that the, they've, the results they should have got a win and they, they haven't and it's going to be difficult uh, Ryan it's a team that has lost to Southampton at home this season um, how do you think this one's going to go? I will point out that I was very unnecessary Chris <laughs> sorry um, that was quite mean wasn't it? I, I just I put that out there um, <laughs> I mean to say that Southampton aren't relegated yet, I think it's a bit generous. Really. <laughs> I think, yeah, you know, it's like, oh, they've got to win all three games and other teams have got to lose. <laughs> it's, it's not like it's in their hands. It's 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 nothing to do with them now. Um, I, I mean, what what's positive for them, really? Yes. That, that it's only three games left? That's the end of positive. <laughs> to the end of this miserable season. That, you know, the suffering will end um, for, for the fans, but you know I, I can't see any. I, I can't see them turning up. I think their their morale is going to be shot anyway. Okay, um, especially after the forest results. So I just can't see them even trying anything next. Okay, uh, Jesse, Nathan, Southampton, they're gone, are they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really, like, are Southampton fans real? Like, who are these people? We think they might be CGI. Yeah. Yeah, it's like when um, 
you know, when the stadiums were shut down during COVID and they just like added <laughs> noise in those pictures, like maybe they just kept doing that. Well, maybe they did. <laughs> or, or they're all just fans of Ward Prowse and when he moves in the summer, they'll all stop, they'll all stop supporting Southampton. They'll go, they'll go where he goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, you're welcome, Newcastle. Yeah. Um, right, so uh, that is the bottom of the Premier League. We'll come back to the rest of the Premier League fixtures in a little bit. So we're just going to move on to the Champions League now. So Tuesday night was um, Real Madrid 1, Manchester City 1. Uh, City started pretty well. Thibaut Courtois had to save from Haaland, Rodri, Kevin De Bruyne. Uh, Edison had to save from Chiumani as well when the score was 0-0. Um, Vinicius Junior opened with an absolute rasper, uh, following a lovely run by Camavinga. And then Kevin De Bruyne uh, with his own equal uh, rasper as well. Um, Equalised. Uh, so possession by the end of the game was around 44%. And um, they also had 13 shots compared to City's 10 shots. It seemed to me a very even game. Um, who else watched this and what were their thoughts did it feel 1-1 one, one was a fair score yeah I saw it okay um, yeah I thought I thought Man City deserved to have a goal in the tie from their just how they were playing but I did think this season Real Madrid have been the best team I've seen against Man City Haaland was completely nullifying like we haven't I haven't seen Rudiger play in a, a while and he just he he just he's one of those players that will just get under your skin. You could sort of see Haaland was enjoying the battle. Mm. I think it it was just it was very impressive the way Real Madrid dealt with Man City. And it it was a very very even game and probably the best the best competitor I've seen to Man City this season. All right, anybody else seen it? Yeah, I agree with that. Um, I think this really could have gone either way at any at any point um i think it's some of the refereeing decisions obviously were a little uh iffy but they were both teams were so well matched and there were really um like standout moments that when real madrid just failed to capitalize are you thinking about danny carver how when you talk about refereeing decisions what Sorry, are you thinking about Danny Carver, how, when we mentioned referee decisions? I'm thinking about a couple of things, but yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, but I also think that, that um, it's not going to be an easy second leg. No, um, and I don't know whether anybody else watching it thought the same as me, that once Real Madrid scored, you kind of thought, well, this is kind of what they do. They started the game all right, a little bit meh, and they scored, and you thought, this is just... This is just how they win. It's how they won the Champions League last year. This is what they're going to do this year. Um, Nathan Ryan, did you see this one at all? Um, I've only seen the goals, which were both absolutely fantastic. Um, I think I can't. I think we've run out of praise for Kevin De Bruyne. Just an unbelievable player. What, mm. what a privilege to see him, to to be in the same era and watching him. It's just a pleasure every time he plays. Um, Vinny Junior is certainly following that mould as well I think he's going to be an absolutely unbelievable player for a long time uh, I think I think this is the final that that everybody probably well, I won't say everybody wanted to see but it fe- this feels like a final fixture this feels like the two best teams in Europe just going toe to toe with each other and it's just it's just brilliant to see both magnificent teams yeah it's good seeing a Chelsea legend do so well isn't it Ryan 
yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, he's good, isn't he? That to, that De Bruyne, he's good, you know. He's wish, not bad. Wish, he's not bad. <laughs> we, we got bad scouts, so you know, clearly, clearly <laughs> didn't know enough about him. But um, I, I watched the goals and I saw one clip where Jack Grealish was on the floor. I don't even tell what he did. Like he, he was like rolling around on the floor and then like pushed upwards and then one of the Real Madrid players also decided to fall on the floor. And was this behind the goal? Yes. Yes. So I think that was when Danny Carvajal bashed him into the ground a bit sort of unnecessarily. Uh, and then and then there was a little bit of a, a yeah. Tangle and, um, you know, handbags and all that. Did we see new best friends Vinicius Junior and Kyle Walker? Did anybody see that? Was it where Carl Walker was basically like, well done for trying the rainbow flick, or whatever it was, you know? Because I think they, they were like hugging out after the game, weren't they? Or... They were, they were doing yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There was a bit during the game as well where um, there was like a sort of slow motion replay of, oh, I can't remember what it was, but there were two players in the foreground um, sort of deep in conversation about something. And in the background, all you can see is Vinicius Jr. and Carl Walker sort of laughing and hugging together. It was quite good fun. Uh, and our thing to Harland, um, Erling's dad, he got thrown out of the hospitality centre. Did anybody see that? Yes! Yeah. <laughs> what happened there then, guys? Wasn't he throwing things at fans? I thought he was just goading them. I didn't realise he was throwing things as well. Oh, maybe, I mean, maybe Twitter steered me wrong, but... Maybe it was. All highly amusing. Um, and then Wednesday night was Milan to, uh, nil into two. Uh, goals from Enin Dzeko and Henrik Mkhitaryan after eight and 11 minutes. Um, Hakan Chonloglu had an absolute rasper again. Uh, he uh, hit the post. Um, VAR overturned the Lautaro Martinez decision. Uh, I've written here, um, willing to be kicking themselves that it was only 2-0 given the start they had. And will Milan be a little bit relieved? Um, I only saw brief highlights. Yeah. Um, but uh, first of all, Edin Dzeko, he's oh, such a good player. Yes. What a player he is! Like absolutely fantastic finish, criminally underrated player. Um, I thought, look at well the highlights package that I saw. I thought both teams had chances to score more goals. I think I think both teams will be a bit annoyed at themselves for not well Milan certainly will be for not getting on the score sheet and mm. Inter definitely could have had more than two and put it to bed so I think I think both teams will be annoyed but um, you can you can see Milan turning it around can't you yeah they're not quite out of it sorry Ryan were you going to say something as well yeah I think it was weirdly or annoyingly I turned on after the penalty the VAR decision so not much happened really after that mm. um, but I think yeah Inter will be I guess disappointed because Milan did look a little bit uh, sort of racy sorry looked a little bit shoddy all over the place no real sort of cohesion or anything and obviously they were missing Liao which which made a big difference I did see your, your favourite player came on and tried to do a little bit at the end yeah he did he couldn't do much um, but standard really it's, it's not it's not easy you know he does like Champions League but only for you um, <laughs> he doesn't really like Champions League for anyone else so. this is this has got 3-2 Milan on aggregate Origi yeah. 90 plus 3 written all over it <laughs> that is what he's that, that is exactly what he's there to do yeah um, yeah it was you know a decent this game but I think Inter probably will be will be disappointed uh, that it wasn't more I did see I don't know if you've seen the clip um 
Carragher was on whatever the is it like CBS I don't know the, yeah. whatever the, the American version is saying um, like, oh anyone that, that says that should be should still be a penalty he's an absolute clown and then I think Kate Abdo or something was like oh so Stephen Gerrard's a clown <laughs> it was, oh, uh, well no I wasn't aiming it at Stevie I was aiming it at someone else anybody else pop from Rio <laughs> yeah yeah oh, I, no, not Stevie do you, do you know what I, Looking at penalty in in normal time, I thought it was. Looking at the VAR, the slow motion on VAR, I think it was quite lucky for Milan that it was overturned. I can I could have easily seen the referee keeping his original decision. Stunned silence. Did anybody it's else that, see the penalty? It's just a problem, is it? It's just, <laughs> as I say, it's just a. It's just the inconsistency, right? Because you could see, it, to your point, you could see it given in a lot of different games. Yep. But in this scenario, they've overturned it. Yeah. So it's just it's it's a lack of, you know, real consistency. And if if he has dived, then it should be a booking, as well. So you know you've got to make a decision one way or another. And they almost sort of went with the middle ground of, nah, let's just overturn it and we'll move on. I don't think he dived. Maybe there wasn't enough in it, but I'm not entirely sure he, he dived. I don't know. Jared and Jesse, did you see this talk? No, excellent. no, I, I, I didn't see the. Um... <laughs> Jared and Jesse, did you see this at all? I didn't see. Um, I didn't see the penalty. I just watched towards the end of the game. Okay, Jesse, did you see this? Yeah, you did. Excellent. <laughs> what did you think? Um, I, I really thought it was when I first it and I I think there were so many decisions this week in particular but like this season where that makes me just question what whether the current rules are enforceable because they just seem to be like dependent on a referee's um, interpretation yeah yeah, and I guess things like this are always going to be a bit subjective, aren't they? There's nothing hard and fast in play, I guess. So it's always going to be going to be tough for them. Um, so Thursday night was the Europa League semi-final. Juventus won, Sevilla won. Uh, Ennaziri gave Sevilla the lead. And then a 97th minute equaliser from Federico Gatti uh, in the other Europa League semi-final. Uh, it was Roma won by Leverkusen, nil. Eduardo Bove, of course... Um, Roma won the Conference League last year so they could sort of go Conference Europa and then Champions League uh, via those means if um, if they win this competition uh, in the conference you know what that means Chris what's that Jose's completed if, football if Roma no not Jose Tammy Abraham Tammy Abraham yes will have, will have won all three European competitions at the age of 25 he's only 25 right yeah mad that's so cool so if, yeah, if they win, Tammy Abraham will have won all three. That is a really cool thing to have in your CV. There you go. Not I don't Chelsea, know. Are, Chelsea are very good at finding um, good talent and then getting rid of them, aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like they started off on a really bad foot. This <laughs> and now it's just it's just digs all the time. <laughs> Uh, Conference League, Fiorentina won Basel 2. Some lovely um, Tifo and Pyrotechnics there, as there was in the Milan game, of course. Uh, West Ham 2, AZ Outmar 1. So the uh, second legs are coming this week. Um, 
Bits and bobs of European leagues. So in Spain, Barcelona on 82 points, uh, Atleti are on 69, uh, Real Madrid on 68, Real Sociedad 61. So uh, there is a City derby this weekend as Real Madrid take on Getafe, Elche play Atleti, Real Sociedad play Majorona, and Espanyol play Barcelona. So Barcelona can win the league and relegate their City rivals uh, all at the same time and win the title at their City rivals. Um, so that could be uh, pretty good fun if you're a, a um, uh, if you're a Barcelona fan. Uh, Napoli in Italy, Napoli are top on X3 points, of course they're champions, then it's Juve on um, 66, Lazio 64, Inter 63, and then in 5th place, uh, not too far behind, is Milan on 61. So, Lazio play Lecce, Napoli play Monza, uh, Juventus play Cremonese, uh, and then as we get tight down towards that last 4th spot, it's Spezia versus Milan and Inter versus Sassuolo. Um, in Germany, Bayern are on 65 points, Dortmund 64, RB Leipzig 57, uh, Union 56 uh, ahead on goal difference ahead of Freiburg in fifth place. Um, so this weekend, both teams on 56 points. It is Union versus Freiburg. That's a hell of a big game there. Uh, Dortmund versus Borussia Mönchengladbach. RB Leipzig versus Werder Bremen. Bayern versus Schalke. Uh, Jared, do you want to talk us through Union Freiburg? Yeah, I mean, it's pretty crazy. I mean, how Union Berlin are just still up there. They're one of those teams that you you would have probably seen up at the top and then gone, oh, it'll probably probably drop from here. I mean, the same for both of them. They've got started to pick up form this season, and I mean they've got a chance to get third and fourth, which is crazy. And I mean it'll, it'll be a very um, very good game to watch. Especially, I guess, as Hertha are on the brink of relegation, I think, aren't they? Yeah, I mean it's the same last season, but they won um, the relegation like playoff game. Yeah. Um, but it looks it looks like they're they're pretty pretty certain to go down. So it, it, I mean it's crazy because Hertha Berlin used to be the better team and now it's completely flipped. Yeah, uh, in France PSG are on seventy eight points, Lens seventy two, Marseille seventy. So PSG players Jacques I don't think Lons are playing. I couldn't see them. Uh, and Marseille are playing Angers. Uh, in elsewhere around the world, it's a Sarajevo derby as FK Sarajevo play uh, uh, the other team in Sarajevo. Uh, in the Moroccan, <laughs> I can't know what I did. Uh, Zel, um, I need to get that right before the book comes out. Uh, in Morocco, it's FAR Rabat versus uh, FUS Rabat in the Moroccan Cup. Jesse, there's a few games going on in MLS this weekend. It's Mor- uh, Montreal versus Toronto, Austin FC versus FC Dallas, uh, and Portland versus um, Vancouver. So some local pride going on there, isn't there? Yes. Yes, as you are well aware. So aware Definitely. of that that you just said. <laughs> uh, elsewhere this weekend, it is um, the uh, African Champions League semi-final first league. So it's uh, experienced the Tunis versus Al-Akhli of Egypt. Uh, and then it's Widad uh, of Morocco versus Mamelodi Sundowns of South Africa. It is the um, National League final as Chesterfield play uh, Notts County. Notts County, of course, finished on 107 points. They got sort of... They were unfortunate to be an incredibly good team in the same season as Wrexham, unfortunately. Um, the A-League playoffs, it's Sydney FC versus Melbourne, which I think happened early today. And it's Adelaide United versus Central Coast Mariners, replacing the grand final. Uh, and finally, in games coming up this weekend, it is the uh, Oceania Champions League starting this weekend. So... Uh, group A will be Suva of Fiji, uh, Lupe Ole uh, so, uh, Sagoa of, um, or Sauga of Samoa, Auckland City New Zealand versus Solomon Warriors uh, in Group A, 
And then Group B is um, Ifra Blackbird of Vanuatu versus Hikari United of Papua New Guinea. And then it's Pure of Tahiti versus Tiga Sports of New Caledonia. Right, guys. No doubt you will have all memorised those eight teams I've just read out there. So, what I want you guys to do is to adopt a team for the 2023 Oceania Champions League. Oh! So, okay. I, I am going to ask you all oh, one by one gonna, to... What? You're going to give us the teams or we choose No, our... I'm going to get you... I'm going to ask you all one by one to pick out a number. And I think we'll go ladies first. Uh, Jesse, choose a number between one and eight. Jesse, pick a round number between <laughs> one and eight. <laughs> six. Six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Jesse, your team for the Oceania Champions League this season is Hikari United of Papua New Guinea. Oh my god, I'm so excited. Jared, your uh, your youngest, you can go next. Pick a number, not including six. Um, one. One. Your team is Suva of Fiji. They're bloody good. They are. They're pretty decent. Nathan. I will pick number four, please. Uh, you've got Solomon Warriors of the Solomon Islands. You yes. better memorise all this, guys. <laughs> Hang on. So I'm going to write this down. So Jared has got one. Jesse has got them. And then Nathan. Okay. Uh, Ryan, you can go two, three, uh, five, seven, or eight. 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 You've got Tiga Sport of New Caledonia. Yes, that's what I wanted to know. Did you? Right. I tell you, while we're here, let me just have a quick Ricky Butchers at last season's Oceania Champions League and see how any of these got on. Okay, because I'm already, I'm, I'm in. I know what my coach's name is. <laughs> the current squad. Yeah. Spectacular. Yeah, loving them. I bet you do. What do you think to the kit colours? You know, it's fine. Home is red and black, away is black, so we're going, like, classic. So none of you went for Auckland City of New Zealand, and they are the current holders. Well, that's yours, then. No, I can't go for those. I've, I don't have a team. Uh, let me just have a look, see if um, none of the other teams got to the knockout stage. Uh, yeah, mine beaten by Sunset FC in penalties. Sunset FC, who are you? There we go. Huh? Guys, I expect you all to be fully researched in this over the coming months. Yeah, I'm really excited. Nathan, Jared, Ryan? My, my of course. Got, my team have got a centre forward called Jerry Donga. I'm all for that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, lo I'm, I'm loving my team's logo. Okay, <laughs> It's like a man drinking from like a, a conch shell, is that maybe? I'm going to put it into the chat. Huh? Oh, that's pretty good. He's blowing it. Yeah, of course. Like Lord of the Flies. That makes that makes more sense. Great. Yeah. Wait, I want a logo. Also, what is my team called? Like, what's our what's our nickname? Come on. This is all on the wiki. You don't have to do this, I'm afraid. Nathan, if your if your man hurts himself, is he a throbbing donger? It depends where he hurts himself. To be honest with you. My team's logo looks like somebody created it in clip art, and by someone, I mean me. <laughs> Jared, you happy with your team? Yeah, I mean, um, really excited for the season. The research I've done, they look really good. Um, <laughs> yeah. 
Capital City boys, let's go. I'm disappointed that nobody picked um, the team from Tahiti, which is the, where most of the British sailors used to go in the uh, sort of 1700s and, and get a sort of dose of the local venereal disease. I mean, we didn't know what we were picking. You know? Well, I know that's true. You didn't. Uh, right, OK, let's go on to other bits and bobs of news. We'll go back to the Premier League. So Mexican goalkeeper Antonio Tuto Carvajal uh, has died aged 93. He was the first ever footballer to play in five World Cups. He played in 1950, 54, 58, 62, 66. He got 47 caps. There are one, two, three, four, five other players who have played in five World Cups. Podcasters, can you name them? Ronaldo. Which one? Cristiano. Yes. The bad one. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the shit one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, there's... Hang on. There's one, two, three, four... There's six players. Okay, so you got one. There's five more to get. Pelé has to be, no? No. No? No. We have an Italian, an Argentine, and the three Mexicans. Buffon. Buffon, yep. Yeah. Well done. Got an Argentine. Marquez, well done. Yeah. Uh, no, you've got one Argentine and two Mexicans to get. Uh, Maradona? No, the other one. Messi. Yes. Backer. So, one currently plays, he's uh, a goalkeeper, currently plays um, oh, for the Mexican. Oh, 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 oh. oh. Ochoa? Ochoa, yes. Yeah, Ochoa, okay. It's got to be Rafael Marquez then. We had Rafael Marquez. Oh, sorry, friends. Honestly, I mean, your listing skills are as good as your replying to message skills. Awful. I know. I, you know. Let me try and find out. I've never heard of this other one. That's encouraging. If you haven't heard of them, how, <laughs> how are you expecting us to have heard of them? Because you know. Oh, okay. Well, he's a current. He's a current player. Yeah. What about though? Yes. Yeah, it's players who've been playing for a thousand million years. Yes. And with great... <laughs> <laughs> clear here, but still. Okay, uh, speaking of players who've played for a thousand million years, uh, Sergio Busquets will leave Barcelona after 15 years, 719 games, eight league titles, probably his ninth coming up at the weekend. Um, what else have we got? Finally, news. Joey Barton has done an interview with 442 magazine. He names three heroes who inspire him. Okay, right. There are three names here. One is a current Premier League manager. One is a Scottish comedian. And one is a famous historical psychopath. Genghis Khan. Yes! Bloody <laughs> hell, was that a guess or did you know? No, I read the article last oh, night. <laughs> Nathan. <laughs> I feel like people who inspire Joey Barton are going to be like... Um, yeah. You've got criminal. To, no, you got. I, I, I can't see. I don't. You got to name a comedian and a current printing manager that inspired J Joey Barton. Uh, Joey. Scottish comedian and current Premier League manager. I have a question though. Do these people feel bad that they inspired Joey Barton? Mm, quite possibly. I mean, Scottish comedian. Name one. Uh, I, don't, I don't even know. I'm struggling. What? Kevin Bridges? No, not Kevin Bridges. Older. Much older. Oh, um... The Billy Big Connolly. Yes! Yeah. Premier League managers, I'll give you a clue. Sounds like Heady Owl. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Is it Jason Tinder? <laughs> <laughs> Might as well be. Uh, yeah, Jerry Barton, uh, Billy Connolly, anyhow, Genghis Khan. He said of Genghis Khan, quote-unquote, 
He has a bad reputation, not unlike myself, but he was quite innovative. Innovative? <laughs> I think I'm going to use that in my next, my next meeting. Oh, we, 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 need, we need some innovative people, please. Well, he went on to talk about the innovation that Genghis Khan provided with the transport links and the use of horses, um, which actually was quite innovative. There was also the many millions of deaths as well, which he didn't really talk about in the interview. Um, yeah, yeah. so there we go right back to the Premier League uh, on Saturday Aston Villa versus Spurs the Young Derby at 3 o'clock Aston Villa lost their last two 1-0 after going unbeaten in, te- uh, in 10 games Spurs are winless in 8 away games since an FA Cup win against Preston Nathan uh, in January um, and Spurs since of October they got 2 out of 21 points available outside London Jesse they don't sound very good statistics for you She's gone. She's really, she's, she's clearly very upset <laughs> about Spurs or Genghis Khan. And to be honest, I don't blame her. You know. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. Right, Ryan. Oh. While she's on mute, you just stick the boot in. Oh, perfect. So, talk about, so let's just travel back twenty minutes. Darwin. Uh, no, no. Um, he will score, but it'll be an own goal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean it's not. It's not great for Spurs, is it? It's uh, not. She's still on mute. Carry on. It's really not. I mean, the, you know, obviously we've seen the news uh, today that they're not going to get uh, Nagelsmann. Uh, oh, really? So, okay. Yeah, I've been seeing it, apparently that it's it's come out that they're not even going to interview him, which is absolutely bonkers, because you'd imagine surely he's the right man to take it forward. They need a new sporting director. I mean, I'm talking about off the field stuff now. I'm not even talking about how bad they are on the pitch. Um yeah, it's not great, is it? Why wouldn't uh, they even interview him? Probably because they're waiting for Big Sam to be available. <laughs> Save them from relegation. <laughs> just to make just to make sure uh, that it that it's okay. Yeah, it's so difficult. You just you think where would they be if Harry Kane wasn't there this season? I'm thinking, you know, obviously they're close. You know, I feel like they're going to finish what top seven, top eight, from, from what I can tell. Um, which is not terrible, really, considering how, I guess, toxic it's been this season. Mm. But still, it, it's just... Uh, just think back to Spurs flying super high and you know, people were talking, you know, Conte obviously is a serial winner and then it all just, just fell apart. So, very strange, but it's, it's going to be an interesting last few games, I think. Fair enough. Jared and Nathan, how do you reckon? I loved at the start of the season that Spurs fans were giving it the big one because they had a better transfer summer than Arsenal did, apparently. Which <laughs> I laughed at at the time. But now it's just brilliant. It's like, oh, please. But do you know what? I'd be gutted if they got Big Sam in because Big Sam always used to get a result against Arsenal. He did, didn't Big he? Sam was like, he was like Arsenal's kryptonite. We always used to get battered by Big Sam teams every single time. So if they got him, I'd be really like upset and quite worried. But the re- might change in North London. Up at the Reebok, wasn't it? Yes, yeah, um, but yeah, I just, uh, just, I, for it to go so bad so quickly, when you thought they had the makings, you know, you, they had Kane and Son firing, and you had some decent plays around them, and you thought, bloody hell, you know, one or two more, and Spurs could be, you know, challenging quite regularly. Yeah. And the wheels just spectacularly came off. Like <laughs> say, it's, not, it's not just on field, it's off field as well, isn't it? It's such a mess, I mean... The fact that um, I read that Nagelsmann's not not getting the 
not getting a look in and they're actually considering Ryan Mason tells me, does anybody want that job at the moment? Does anybody actually want to go in there? As Nagelsmann turned around and gone, no thanks. Yeah, I was gonna... a shit tip for me. Have they have they got rid of him or is is he said I don't think so. Um Yeah. Jared, what do you reckon to this game? Yeah, I, I, I can't even... I don't know how to call this one, so I'd probably go for a draw. But on the manager thing, I think I did see something that said like Nagelsmann wasn't really looking at taking this. And I think it's more to do with the fact that I don't think any of the next couple of managers are going to be successful. It's going to be one of those where managers get sacked quite regularly, trying to get them back, and it's going to take a few transfer windows for them to sort of re like make a solid squad get the foundation then a manager to come in and mould it but as it stands right now it's going to take a two or three seasons I think okay but I think on that point though hmm. what, did Everton not try and do that they tri- you know Everton was sort of like a, a top 8 team and then started recycling managers and all of a sudden they had a massive squad which was full of mediocre players and look where they are now you're like scrambling for their lives well, let's it hope. genuinely could go either way. Let's hope. Um, okay, so um, Crystal Palace uh, versus Bournemouth and the Nathaniel Klein derby. Tavernier's out for Bournemouth. Uh, Palace have won their last three. They could get 49 points. Here's a stat for you. They could get 49 points. That would equal their best ever points return in the Premier League, um, which they got in 2018-19 season. Uh, and they also got this in the 92-93 season where they were relegated, weirdly enough. Um, Palace, their last eight at home, they've won two, drawn five, lost one. Bournemouth have won their last three. Uh, two teams very much on the beach here. Um, Jared, what do you reckon? Um, well, I don't think I've seen Bournemouth this season, and I didn't even realise they're in the Premier League until about <laughs> March. So I'm just going to go for a draw. Yeah, okay. Uh, Nathan? Uh, Palace at home for me. All right. Ryan? Uh, same Palace Palace as well okay uh, what else we've got oh um, Manchester versus Wolves 3 o'clock Dennis Irwin Derby Marcus Rashford is a huge doubt you've got 29 goals this season so that's a big miss uh, Rafa Rank could be back he's not got 29 goals um, Julian Lopetegui has promised to play some of his fringe players uh, United have lost their last two Wolves last six away this game's at Old Trafford so Wolves last six away they've drawn two lost four um, if United's wheels really were going to come off for the Champions League, Wolves would have to get a result in this game. Does anyone see Wolves getting a win? I, I don't, I don't see them getting the win. But there's just something about this game that's got Ruben Neves screamer written all over it. Okay, maybe like a like a cheeky one nil Wolves win. I don't, don't get me wrong, I don't think it'll happen. But. It just screamed Ruben Neves from like 30 yards. Could well do. Let's hope so. Um, Ryan and Jared? Is it... I'm, I've been sat here for the past few days actually thinking, are United, have United actually been that good this season? I don't know. I'm just... It's only because, you know, you, you see the Mark Goldbridges of the world talk about the Glazers every week. Um, is, that all you, I, is that all you've been thinking about? The last few days. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't have much to think about. Um, or the downfall of United, shall I say. Um, oh, sorry, carry on. No, but, no, I think it's just interesting where I think I, I saw a stat the other day where I think they've not 
got on great results against teams in the top eight or something. I know that doesn't necessarily apply here, but I just think that there's a bit of a, uh, a frailty to them. Mm. Um, and I, I can definitely see that, that scenario of a 30-yard screamer and then all the fans on Twitter afterwards calling the Glazers or Glazers out, you know, Norwich fans, uh, Norwich scarf sellers uh, will be very <laughs> happy. So, yeah, it'll be... Uh, it's an interesting one, but I think, with, especially with people like Rashford out, I'm not sure how much of a goal threat they have. All right. Jared, what do you reckon? Um, I think United would take it, but just although they have had a bit of poor run of form, I, I just think they'll they'll get the winner. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Sunday, West Ham versus Brentford, two o'clock. Um, West Ham beat Manchester United last weekend, uh, stopping a run of three consecutive losses. Brentford lost to Liverpool after two wins. I've written here West Ham squad rotation because, of course, they've got the second leg of the um, Conference League semi-final coming up this week. I reckon they're kind of safe. I don't think they're going to go down. Um, are we going to see a bit of rotation here, keep their players fine and dandy for Thursday night? I saw the West Ham final semi-final yesterday. Did I come back in time to have skipped all of my team? Is that what you is that what you do? <laughs> it was not the primary reason, but I'm kind of proud of myself for having done that if it worked. Oh, don't worry. There's um, a big knife sticking out the back of Tottenham Hotspur with the word Ryan Goodman written on the handle. So, sorry, <laughs> Jesse. I, I said things that you'd say. You know. Oh, that we're horrible and don't deserve good things. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, actually, yeah. we should have added that. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> actually, actually, I missed that core uh, core concept out. But, you, know, you know, don't, don't worry. You, you'll you'll hear it back, and I'm sure I'm sure you'll be happy with my reflections for you. <laughs> Uh, go on then, Jesse, tell us about West Ham Brentford. How do you reckon that one's going to go? I really would like to say that Brentford's going to take it, but all of us know that's not true. We do. So, that, yeah, I mean, what else can we say except that, like, West Ham's going to take it and poor Brentford? Yeah. Jared, what do you reckon? Uh, I think Brentford will win. <laughs> really? I love that. Okay. I think just because of the squad rotation that you said about, I just think West Ham's eyes will be on European success and trying to get that across the line. All right, uh, Ryan? I'm going to go with a draw. Controversial. Right. Controversial. And then Nathan? Uh, yeah, I think I think Brentford purely based on um, boys would be silly not to change the full 11 ready for Thursday. Okay, okay. Um, finally, Arsenal versus Bryant. We'll stay with you, Nathan. Nathan, you've got a choice. Would you like to hear a statistic or have a quiz? Uh, I'm a sucker for a quiz. Go on. Okay. okay. Um, right. Evan Ferguson can be the third teenager to score in both fixtures, uh, both league fixtures, uh, versus Arsenal. Who were the previous two? So they've scored in both fixtures against Arsenal. Yeah, like the home and away fixture of that season. I'll give you a clue. Neither of them are teenagers now, and they're both retired. Oh, wow, bloody hell. Um, One is my favourite footballer of all time ever. That's not Ricardo Quaresma. Um, I don't think this guy's your favourite, but Wayne Rooney. One is Wayne Rooney, yeah. That's not the favourite. <clears throat> so it must be Robbie Fowler. Michael Owen? No, no. Um, oh, Nathan, you don't know I've got two teams, do you? I don't know about what. You don't know I've got two teams, do you? Uh, no, I don't. I mean, is, it just, is it just the two these days, Chris? <laughs> <laughs> you doing well. 
sticky sauce. <laughs> yeah, I'm also a QPR fan as well. Um, so, think back to teenagers in the mid-90s at QPR, Nathan, if you can. I've got a feeling you're ploughing a lower league furrow with this quiz. No, I've got no idea. All right. His name sounds like Gavin Callan. Kevin Callan? Yes! <laughs> I, I had to really think. <laughs> now, would you like a stat? Yeah, sure. Go on. Okay. Another win um, for Arsenal this season will give them 26 wins. That is the most they've won in a league season, including the Invincibles in the Premier League era. I don't know if you knew That's that. Or... Yeah, I don't know if you knew that or not. And I think it's probably a reflection on any cheeky rascals that say you guys have probably bottled the league this season for you to have stayed as far as you have and as won as many games as you have. Well, to people who say we've bottled it, I'll say, has your club put up a challenge to probably the best side that there's ever been in the English Premier League? I thought you were going to say some very rude words then, but yeah, that's a, no, that's no. a very good point. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah. can I just say you are completely right. What they but, bottled but there, it, but, but but there is a bit, there is an element of bottling involved. I, I apologise. I mean, I, I I don't think there is because I think it's just the way that the fixtures have landed. Like we, we've had quite big spells where we've had games that we should be winning and we have won. I mean, don't get me wrong. I also think that that our form this season is based on other teams being terrible, not not us being this unbelievable team like you know we've we've had a very good season but let's let's be honest everybody else has been crap behind City and um, Arsenal this season and they just let the two of us crack on with the title race just to say Nathan Ryan also thinks Yorkshire is the better county um, well I mean I mean that's I've never, I don't think I've ever said those words in my life actually. <laughs> uh, let's, let's run down that narrative for a while <laughs> Uh, Ryan, as soon as you're there, what do you reckon to um, Arsenal versus Brighton? I think it's actually going to be quite a tight game. I think, um, obviously, Brighton have been playing relatively well last week, obviously, um, ignoring that. Um, I think they'll need to pick themselves back up again to, to maintain their push for, for European spaces. So I think that it's going to be a very tough game. Um, and will the pressure get to Arsenal players? Don't know. Um I think it is going to be very tight. I think it might end up in a draw. That's not really sitting on the fence. I just think they're they're fairly evenly matched in terms of uh, sort of technical ability. I'd say. Okay, uh, Jared. Uh, I, th- I think it'll be an Arsenal win. I think having such a big defeat and then going away from home, I think it'll just be difficult for them for Brighton to get get a winner. Okay, uh, and then Jesse. Um, not only because I really like. Brighton, but I think that um, they coming off of that really surprising and disappointing loss um, will want to prove something to themselves as well. So I, I think that this could go Brighton's way. I would want it to. It could. Okay. Brilliant. Right. Okay. That brings the end of our Premier League roundup. It brings the end of our podcast uh so we are man of the post part of the man of the post network uh you can find us on twitter and instagram at man of the post you can give us a like on facebook too um ali and simon and dave and maybe carl will be back on monday to review the games that we've been previewing here 
if you can find us on all your podcast apps of choice, so Spotify, Stitcher, Acast, uh, Apple Podcasts, you can give us a like or a follow or whatever else you can do or subscribe and all your future episodes will fall automatically into your inbox. We gratefully receive or happily receive any um, positive reviews as well, puts us up the chart, nice bit of feedback for us as well. We really, really appreciate that. Uh, Jared, if they want to follow you on Twitter, how do they do that? Oh, I, I, I don't really know. I don't really use it. So just, um, j- just listen to the podcast I might be on. Brilliant. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Is it follow at Coventry City? Yeah. Yeah. Go give them a follow. All right. Uh, Ryan, how do they follow you? At the Ryan Goodman. All right, Nathan, your weird uh, Twitter handle. Oh yeah, FMCM underscore FC. Okay, Jesse. Hi, hey, you can follow me at Jesse Loesch. There you go. Brilliant. Right. Incredible. <laughs> <laughs> exactly like her. What a great M. She said it without even unmuting. Yeah, yeah, that is impressive. <laughs> Guys, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> conversation with you <laughs> you know what let's start again Ryan get rid of this podcast we'll start a new one and I will just be on mute the entire time I'm like I was like mystery science theater in the background just making comments that nobody could hear it was oh the lost lovely. to the lost to the ether forever I, know. I was actually saying very nice things about all of you <laughs> <laughs> right guys thank you so much and always remember to keep your man in the post